we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our mega study, the fifth one I've done uh, for October 9th, 2017. And we're going to continue with the same line of thought from the last part. And this is called Alien Intrusion, official movie trailer. And um, I'm going to go ahead and play this. Now, I'm a science fiction fan. And I can tell you the truth is out there, but it's a lot stranger than any science fiction. It's claimed that over 20 million Americans have seen a UFO. Now, that's Joe Jordan. Now, he's the one that, that has the CE4 Research website, or I don't know if he's got it right now, but he, he was the, the original ones where they started documenting all the abduction cases and people that were crying out to Jesus Christ, all of these abductions are stopping, you know. And um, so he's uh, he's been on the cutting edge of this for a long time. I think he's still on my email list. I, I, I've corresponded with him, not a lot lately, but over the years I have corresponded with him. The Roper poll concluded that up to 4 million Americans had been abducted by... And here, got Gary Bates, author of The Alien Intrusion, UFOs and the Evolution Connection. So the whole Darwinian evolution thing, it's all connected with the UFOs. Whatever flavor the aliens may... So suppose that aliens may be presenting mankind when they're abducted, of the evolution. It's all connected to evolution. I've been involved in the development of space vehicles for exploration. Henry Richter, Ph.D., developed first U.S. satellite, oversaw instrumentation of Ranger, Mariner, and Surveyor programs at JPL. So here's a guy with a lot of credentials. For 60 years. You know, there are massive problems with the idea that advanced aliens can simply warp themselves around the galaxy. The Starship Enterprise travels at multiple factors of light speed. It is estimated that there are 100,000 dust particles per cubic kilometer of space, traveling at about one-third the speed of light. Even a grain as light as a snowflake would be like a pinpoint explosion of four tons of TNT. These alleged aliens coming to us from distant star systems are nothing of the sort. Rather, they are deceptive entities emanating from another dimension. These ex so what the point they're trying to make here is that all of this, what they're saying, interstellar tra space travel, where they're, the aliens are claiming up some, from Zeta Reticuli, they're trying to say that space travel isn't really possible at the speeds they're saying. They're, and I, I don't really buy that because I really believe that these things, we are created a little lower than the angels. These angels have been around a lot longer. I think they've had the time necessary um, in the universe to figure out space travel. Um, whether it's some type of field around space, the, their, their spacecraft that um, deflects any of these dust particles. I, I, don't, I just don't... I understand why they're making the point, though. The reason they're making the point is they're basically saying, no, guys, they're here. They're not from Zeta Reticuli. They've been with us. They're here. They're either underground, they're cloaked, they're under the sea, or they're on a very, very nearby planet. Okay? They're not from some big Zeta Reticuli thing billions of miles away, like they're claiming to be. So I get why they're doing it, but I, I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't come at it from that from that angle because you're you're using your human 
limited mind in trying to explain something that I believe is far potentially beyond our technological comprehension. But tell us that the very laws of physics must be violated if these aliens are to get here from distant star systems. But I'm telling you that I've now met hundreds of people who've seen things and even claim encounters with beings and they've got no explanation about their experiences. I remember them coming into our bedroom. And my daughter's crib was at the foot of the bed. And I watched two of them come over and pick her up out of her bed. She was so scared. You know, I believe something actually is happening to Because it's one thing to just deny. It's another thing to say, we really... Now here, Pastor Johnny Hunt, former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, Wow, saying this. Huh. So that's a good sign. You never see, especially Baptists. I'm sorry, but I came out of the most hardcore sect of Baptists that there is. And, man, you can't even broach this subject, you know, in, in that particular. So this is good to see. We understand what you're saying, and we believe you had an experience. But here's God's take. So, Alien Intrusion, UFOs, and the Evolution Connection, Gary Bates. So, I, I haven't read the book. I'm just, I, I like the trailer. It just seemed like there was some really, really good points that they were bringing up. Now, I'm going to play the, the second trailer from this as well, because there's some other points in this one that are also good. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. These objects have been tracked since the... That's Ronald Reagan speaking to the UN, you know, decades ago. So, again, I, I think all that's part of the whole soft disclosure program that's been going on for decades. It's just now it's accelerating. Early 1950s, if not earlier, traveling up to 7,000 miles per hour, making right-angle turns at high rates of speed. With all due respect to the Air Force, I believe that some of them will prove to be of interplanetary origin. Our commanders and all told us, just keep your mouth shut about it. We can't say it did it or it didn't. So for 64 years, I've been trying to explain what we saw. So here's, this is Joe Jordan. This is another Joe Jordan. Different one than the Joe Jordan of the... Uh, um, CE4 research that I talked about in the earlier one and he was a radar operator during the Washington UFO incident in 1952 and you're the first guys that really want to know what I saw well I have interviewed hundreds of people who claim to have had amazing sightings including those who claim to have now this is Norio Hayakawa and I love Norio. He's my buddy. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but um, he's been on my email list for a long time. Good dude. <laughs> UFO investigator. He's camped outside of Area 51. I, I just love this guy. Anyway, um, there he's interviewed on this. I've been abducted. If we go back to, say, the Middle Ages in England, we get reports of fairies, of goblins, of little creatures and they parallel eerily today's abduction experiences with the so-called greys. I think we're dealing with beings that are creating a meme to sow the seeds of belief in extraterrestrials when in reality they're something extremely different. 
for me, the experience has really started with what I would call manifestations. You can't do anything. They're in total control. I became paralyzed. And the entity, These are all abductee victims. The, or whatever it was that was doing this to me, was laughing at me, and I was so afraid. I didn't... Because he was feeding off his fear. That's why he was laughing. He loves it. Know what to do? I can't remember whether I said Jesus, 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 or Jesus help me, Jesus help me. But at that instant, my experience stopped, and I hit the bed, which woke my wife up, and she asked me what I was doing, jumping on the bed. Because he was, they were levitating him. He was levitating over the bed, and they were going to levitate him through the wall, which is what they do. And um, they dropped him right on his bed when he cried out to Jesus. If these actually are extraterrestrial entities flying millions of light years across space, why would they be afraid of the name of Jesus and run from you when you bring him up? Now that was Guy Malone. Him and Joe Jordan were the ones that started, I believe, CE4 research. I'm not 100% sure what capacity they're involved right now, but if you just key in the letter C, E, as in Edward, number four, research, um, you key that in, you'll find it, and you can go up there and read the testimonials and their research that they've done. The This movie um, is alienintrusion.com. So again, I'm, I believe we are seeing now more... Um, you know, and here's another thing. When Joe Jordan would go to speak at these UFO conventions, because Joe Jordan wasn't always just about um, um, stopping the abduction processes via crying out to Jesus. They, they, you know, a lot of these guys were, were UFO researchers, and let's say they were Christians, but they would even speak at some of these UFO things. But when Joe Jordan um, started to really get a... Uh, a handle around this whole thing about how do we make these things stop guess what no ufo convention wanted anything to do with him at all because none of them could stand the remedy being proposed which was the only way to ever stop ufo abductions which are admitted to be at least three to four percent of the population of the united states according to surveys that have been done over the years, multiple surveys, three to four percent, that's millions and millions of people. Okay, they're all crazy. And you know, there's only one thing that works. And you know what? These UFO conventions, none of them wanted anything to do with Joe anymore. They don't want him or his remedy. I've tried to reach out to some people like that that were unsaved, and they don't, they don't, they were literally, they would rather keep getting abducted than cry out to Jesus. I mean, that is that is how... I mean, wouldn't you think you would do anything on the planet to stop that? Nope. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at what, what people will literally put themselves through and put up with. And as long as they don't have to cry out to Jesus or get saved, they'll, they'll go through the abductions. And yeah, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> just truly incomprehensible. So here's a uh, a uh, comment I got, I believe after the last, the, the parts one and two alien mega study from a lady named Charlotte, and she said, how in the world is it possible for a true believer and a follower of the one true God to be abducted by aliens? 
I do not believe this would happen to a true follower of Yeshua. I would not make it would not make sense for him to which is like the um you know like the Greek version of Jesus, Yeshua. Okay. I would not it would not make sense for him to allow us to be used and abused by Satan like this. We have his protection. But again, here here's the danger of this mindset. It's like I don't believe any of it. Is isn't that kind of where she's going with this? And isn't it more like a kind of a pride-filled elitist creeping toward attitude if we i'm not saying she is i'm saying if you start thinking that way about this phenomenon you got to be really really careful you don't slip into pride and some kind of elitist mindset and or or just debunk it all together because it's not happening to you because you're a true follower of jesus okay so let i think it's important to have grace with these people and mercy and not you know, you're not walking in their shoes exactly. You don't know exactly how they've been brought up. Or I mean, I was brought up in the most secular household you can imagine. Okay? I had no Christianity other than a Lutheran middle school where I never really heard the gospel ever. In a Catholic high school, if you could call that, you know. Well, anyway... Then she says, I think there's a possibility that abductees have been programmed to think they've been abducted by aliens. No, it's actually the exact opposite. The people that are actually are getting abducted are almost always either having their memories wiped or whatever memory they have, it's a pleasant one. But when they actually go into, either they get their memory back, and I don't advise this, but they're going into hypnotic regression, and I never advise it, it's demonic. But if they're able to do that, when they do it, it's always some horrific thing that they're going through. Or at least observing. Um... And then she says, especially, they've been abducted by aliens, especially considering the military is involved. My response. And again, this isn't a, a comprehensive response. I think you've listened to enough of my teachings to know what my response would be. But I said, I do not think the vast majority that are actually being abducted are actually born-again Christians, but nominal Christians who had exposure, exposure to Christianity at some point in their life when the abduction process started. And the one thing that came in their mind was to cry out to Jesus. Maybe that's the very thing that got them saved, though. Because if you've been going through this, and this came into your mind, and you were, let's say, a nominal Christian. Ah, yeah, I've been to church a little bit. I'm not saved. But you cry out to Jesus Christ, and that thing stops. You cry out in faith. You don't even know where it came from. But you knew you needed to cry out to Jesus. Maybe... God put that thought in your head. And all of a sudden, that abduction process starts. You know what? There's going to be a very high likelihood that person's going to get saved or at least have the chance to get saved. Because they see where the rubber meets the road. They saw what actually worked. When nothing else maybe had worked. Maybe they had tried crystals and whatever other thing, witchcraft things are out there that they have to block these alien abductions. Because there's a lot of garbage out there. A lot of new age garbage. A lot of, and I think it gets a lot of people into witchcraft because they're using witchcraft to try to stop the abductions, which just further brings the person way more into the occult, as opposed to just relying on Jesus Christ. It's very black and white. Um, and um, so then I said, um, and the one thing that came in their mind was to cry to Jesus, and the abduction process stopped dead cold. See, and I gave her a link, and the links in the PDF for this teaching alien abduction termination cases ce4 research testimonials here's the whole file on it you want to click on it it's right there i would hope that afterward many of them became true christians as a result of seeing the power of god okay so again 
you don't want to put God in a box, but I believe that when you're going to battle with Satan, if you turn, even if you'd put the full armor of God, there's no there's no armor on the back other than maybe the helmet of salvation. Your armor's in the front. You have to engage the enemy if you want to win. And when you cry out to Jesus Christ in an abduction process, you are actually engaging the enemy. If you just sit there and do nothing and are quivering in fear and have no faith in Jesus Christ, well then, you know, I, again, I'm not God. So, but I'm just saying that I'm trying to like think out loud on what could be some of the scenarios where potentially a born again Christian could be abducted. You know, and and that's between them and God, okay? But the one thing I will say, people that cry out to Jesus Christ, you know, there's scores and scores of cases where it's provable this works. And it's the only thing that works. Which further validates we are the only faith in the universe that is true. Which is going to be so important coming the regarding the coming deception that they're going to try to foist on humanity these are good things to tuck away in the back of your brain so that when the winds come and the waves come and all these things come to try to move your house off the solid rock of christ jesus you're not moved because your house is built on the solid rock of christ jesus and you have that faith and that faith is not going to be moved or shaken that's what i'm here to do Build up your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Next report. Uh, Dr. Ted Brower, Alien Agenda Insights. Now, I'm not saying I agree with everything Dr. Ted Brower gets into, okay? But I think he brings up some good points here. And again, I'm a big gleaner, okay? And, and again, I don't agree with everything this guy says or does or all the stuff that he's into, but there's, some, there's definitely some really good stuff that can be gleaned from this, this short audio clip that we're going to be listening to. So let's go ahead and roll this. By tonight. There's some crazy stuff going on that they don't want you to know about dealing with fallen angels, interdimensional entities, etc. I'm going to be quoting heavily from some of Fred Bell's work, Dr. Fred Bell, who was actively involved in the Star Wars program. He was the man who basically was killed like the day after he was interviewed by Jesse Ventura on base-based weapons and plasma weapons and death rays. And he started talking about how he had built Star Wars, helped to build Star Wars. And after they had done that, then Jesse said, aren't you scared of your life by talking about this on camera? He goes, no, every once in a while some of their stuff breaks and they ask me to come help them fix it. So I would go to help them fix it. Well, the following day he was gone. So I found that interesting. But I'm going to read from some of his work tonight because he talks in detail about the extraterrestrial slash fallen angel slash interdimensional slash whatever you want to call it, cover-up, that's talked about in depth in the book of Genesis, also in the book of Enoch, which is a non-apocryphal text, but at one time was an apocryphal text, but taken out by the Roman Catholic Church in approximately 323 A.D. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. You say, well... This sounds crazy to me. Well, guys, I'll be honest with you. When I started looking at it, it sounded so looty tunes to me. I didn't want to talk about it. I covered a lot of this material on Hagman's show two or three months ago. In fact, we did an entire two hours on this. And quite frankly, uh, I'd rather talk about this than soul cooking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> But this is some stuff that's just really weird and out there, too. And, but we have to put our heads around it as Christians. We've got to realize 
that we're not alone in this universe as a Christian. The angels are not human beings. The demons are not human beings. Lucifer was not a human being. God was very direct with it in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, about what happened in the garden, and in Genesis chapter 6, what happened with the fallen angels. And the problem is, we as Christians, we want to believe, and we've been taught by most universities and Christian universities, that all of this stuff is basically no longer going on today, which is simply not true. Even Jesus said, thousands of years later, after Genesis had been written, when a man was basically possessed by a demon, and he drove the demon out, that these things were very, very real. And we know in the New Testament also, you know, when Ananias' fire were killed right after that, a man came up and they tried to buy the power of God and basically got in trouble for that. And then the demon, he tried to cast out some demons, and the, basically the guy was beaten up by the demons he cast out. Guys, this stuff is real. You know, it's stuff that goes bump in the night and some of these crazy movies that we go to see, or I don't go to see them anymore, but I used to go to see them. But guys, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Majestic 12. Uh, we're going to talk about Truman. We're going to talk about Eisenhower. We're going to talk about Kennedy. Uh, we're going to talk about the secret space program. We're going to talk about why I believe Trump said that we have some very high-flying assets that apparently he learned about from Obama. Mm. So, guys, we've got some interesting things to talk about tonight. But as far as Hillary Clinton being prosecuted... Oh, Ted, yes. Ted, let me ask you, what do, what do you mean by, or what do you think Trump meant by high-flying assets? I think it's all about the space program, about our space vehicles. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you do. I, I mean, I'm sure that's what you think, too, today. But that's, 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 I don't want to put those words in your mouth, but that's what I think. Well, yeah. I've been on the air. So I have, I've recorded the 60 Minutes interview. Mm -hmm. Tell me, was that word, the term high-flying, was that in the interview? No, he did not use that. That was used with another reporter after he walked out. That was on, I believe it was on several different websites that the reporter had said he had said that. He did not say that again on 60 Minutes. He, If he did say that to a reporter... He was probably told that's a little bit too uh, too uh, out there. He probably needs to not say stuff like that. He never said well, anything about any of that on the 60 Minutes program. Ted, if he said that, that's reminiscent of Reagan's UN, uh, what if there was a power out there coming for a speech? Remember that? Well, also remember, in fact, I'm going to read from some of Fred's stuff tonight. Remember what General, General Douglas MacArthur said? This guy was like super type A, super melancholy, never joked about anything. And in the New York Times, he was quoted as saying on October the 9th, 1955, he says, and I quote, I believe everyone knows General MacArthur. He wasn't the type of man who would make erroneous statements. And what he said, he said, the nations of the earth must someday make a common front against attack by people of other planets. Now, guys, that was General Douglas MacArthur. Now, so he wasn't some flaco. I mean, he was telling you right there in his veiled terms that this is something that's going on. And they need to know that's going on. But these guys, these, these spaceships that fell in, you know, in, in 1947 and also in 1948 on the Mason Air, the Aztec, and between the two crashes, 17 alien bodies, according to Fred Bell, were recovered. Or if you want to call them aliens, you can call them fallen angels. I don't care what you call them, whatever you want to call them. Of other greater significance was the discovery of a large number of human body parts that were stored within both of these vehicles, as was found in a ship that went down in Canada also. Now, the crazy thing is this whole thing started being a huge cover-up from the very, very beginning because the American population was thought to have been unable to handle that truth because we were relatively a Christian nation, you know, 60, 70 years ago, and they were afraid that it would affect people's spiritual walk and their belief in Jesus Christ and in Yahweh, which it shouldn't affect that at all. We just have to realize that there are other beings out there that have... Yahweh is not the name of God, okay? So... 
I'll flat out state that. I've done a whole teaching on that. And just keying sacred. It's a sacred name. The Tetragrammaton. You know, don't use that. Yeshua is one thing. Yahweh is a whole other different can of worms. So, <laughs> again, I get real leery when we get into the whole Hebrew root stuff. We start having to use Hebrew names for everything. And, you know, do the... Uh, worship on the Sabbath, or, or no, keep the Sabbath, and then do all the other Jew. I mean, I've done hexagram evil. Keep it in the search box. Um, Sabbath keeping, all that stuff. Keep it in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Hebrew roots, key in Hebrew. I've done probably twenty studies on this subject. But again, when I hear Yahweh, I have to stop the tape on that, and that's why I say I don't agree with everything this guy says or gets into now i'm going to give you i'm going to break it down i'm going to break down that word and really go into it in depth uh in that teaching on the sacred name issue so understand that that i believe all you have to do is use jesus jesus is all i've ever jesus christ lord jesus christ whatever you know but in my most darkest moments like that one particular uh thing that happened to me where I had the angel of death at the foot of my bed, essentially, or some derivation of it, I just knew if I got one word out of my mouth, everything was going to go away, and that was Jesus, and when I got it out, everything went away. You want to know more about that, Key, in Supernatural, it's my supernatural experiences, um, and you'll be able to find that at contendingfortruth.com. It's my testimony. I think it's probably part one and part two been around for a long time. In fact, God told us in the Old Testament that Lucifer took a third of the fallen angels with him when he was kissed, when he was thrown from heaven, from the higher dimensions into the lower dimensions. So I don't know. What do you think about all this, Dave? You know, I've been inundated with it for years. And I'm one of those, uh, what I can believe. The only thing I accept on faith is Jesus. That's right. And even with that, I see the proof for it in the universe. So, to answer your question... Yet, most of his audios are totally fear-based, and he, he doesn't point people to Jesus Christ so much of the time. I'm not saying he never does, but my, one of my biggest problems with this guy is that it's all fear-based, and you can literally listen to audios where J Jesus is not mentioned one time, and everything that is covered is basically, we're going to die. They're coming for us, the Russian troops are here, the Chinese troops are here whatever he's getting into and it's like it's very very extremely fear-based and this is why i try to commingle a lot of scripture with what i'm doing and um get our faith built up because if all you're listening to is fear-based secular okay this is what's going on from a secular standpoint and you're not commingling this from a biblical approach it's very easy to get into that mindset and i'm not saying i'm perfect at it but i've i've always striven to try to do that and so again straightforwardly i don't know but i know we're spending a lot of energy covering something up a lot of money too dave yeah but let me give you a little background on this uh, this is uh, it gets it gets kind of weird when the secretary of defense james forstall who was involved in this from the very beginning began to object to the secrecy uh, he was a very idealistic and very religious man who believed that the public should be told when he began to talk to the leaders of the opposition party in Congress about the alien problem, the fallen angel problem, however you want to wrap your head around it, he was asked to resign by President Truman. He expressed his fears to too many, to too many people and rightfully believed 
that he was being watched. This was interpreted by those who were ignorant of the facts as paranoia. Forrester later said to have suffered a mental breakdown was admitted to the Bethesda Naval Hospital. They were afraid he would talk again. And somewhere around May the 22nd, 49, 1949, agents of the CIA tied a sheet, according to Fred Bell, around his neck, fastened it to a fixture in his room, and threw Forrester out of the window. The sheet tore, and he plummeted to his death, and they called this, of course, a suicide. He was one of the first victims of this cover-up to pay with his life. This is just the beginning. In 1949, a live alien... Now, remember, back in that time, you know, 50s, 40s, I mean, even getting into recently, they didn't want this type of... They were not far enough advanced in the plan for implementing the, the, the coming one world government, the coming new world order, for this to get out, for this information to get out in mass. Now they're actually releasing a lot of these previously classified space, uh, governmental, Air Force, Navy, you know, type of documents. And they're actually doing that on purpose in order to accelerate the soft disclosure. But back then, there was much more of a lid on things. And therefore, this could get you killed a lot quicker at that time. According to Fred Bell, was recovered from the Roswell crash. They named him EBE, the name suggested by Dr. Vannevar Bush, stood for extraterrestrial biological entity, and he had a tendency to lie. For over a year, this entity would not only give the desired answers to the questions, during the second year of captivity, he began to open up revealing startling information. He basically said that they had built, they had basically made humans and men, and they had put them on this planet. Oh, where have we heard that before? So here they have an EBE, extra biological entity, a gray alien, okay, small gray alien, not a large, that they got from the Roswell clock crash where they recovered many uh, alien bodies and, like he said, human body parts. They take this thing basically into custody or whatever, and he had a tendency to lie. Imagine that. I can't imagine some uh, demon or fallen angel in this type of biological container, which basically is what gray aliens are. It's, it's basically a container for a devil. Or fallen angel, but most likely just a demon or a lower level, because they're more considered like the drones of of the um, supposed quote alien world. Okay, they're the lowest levels. They're like the worker bees. Okay, he had a tendency to lie. I can't imagine that. You know, um, who's the father of all lies? Satan. So he had a tendency to lie, and then and then he would go on to tell tell them that they he, they created us male and female what's that well that's the ancient astronaut theory see this theory this whole thing that we're going to be moving into and we are in to a certain extent it's been set up for a long time this has been going on for a long time and the brainwashing about this has been going on really in the public school systems as well through darwinianism you know and evolution because that will be that's part of it and that's that they're going to commingle that when the day comes well, what was interesting about this is that later these same aliens told them and Eisenhower that there was a problem because their DNA had deteriorated to such a point that they could no longer keep alive or reproduce themselves, and they had to use human beings for experimentations with glandular extracts and for reproduction. Oh, could this be the reason, at least part of the reason, not only defiling the DNA of humanity, but also just to keep their own version of this life form alive in these biological containers that these basically these gray aliens exist in because their own dna is degrading the bible says in daniel that they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man but it shall not cleave 
Cleave means to aptly fit in a good way, like hand and glove, cleave. That's, that's basically what we're talking about here. Now, in Noah's day, their DNA did cleave. They found a way to commingle themselves with the seed of man in Noah's day. But I believe after Noah came, there was a degradation of this process. And Daniel got into this where he said, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man, but they shall not cleave. And what is Daniel so much about? The end times, that book. And that's what it's in reference to. The day and time we're living in. Because there was giants in the earth, in the promised land. It hadn't really kicked in then. And, I, I, and now I'm not saying we're not going to have giants now. I'm not saying that either. But I believe that God has thrown some type of monkey wrench into the works, into Satan's plan about this whole genetic defilement. And this is why they're seeking all these different and other and various and sundry ways of defiling our DNA through like the GMOs of the food and through the chemtrails and through all the pesticides that we're getting exposed to and the electromagnetic frequencies and the Wi-Fi and all the other stuff that they're doing to us. Because it's not as simple as it was in Noah's day or in the promised land day. I believe it's a lot harder. And that's why the, this approach is so much more convoluted and sophisticated and subtle and decade-long going. Because it has to be. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but they shall not cleave or aptly fit in regard to the day and times we're living in. You'll very rarely hear that verse quoted in, in um, any sermon, I think, unless they're open to the whole... Because they has to be something different than human. Wouldn't we all agree on that? They? Okay, so let's confirm this. Going back to Daniel 2, verse 42. As the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay... So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. That is the kingdom that we're going into. The ten kingdoms under Antichrist. This is the toes, the feet. Okay? This is the, this is the last kingdom on this earth before Jesus takes over in the thousand year millennial reign of Christ. So when Daniel is talking about this, he's talking about basically this time period where we're in, which would be more the feet, leading up to the toes, which would be the end of the body. Let's let's think about this. It would be the end of the body. The ten kingdoms of the tribulation period under Antichrist and false prophet. And the toes were partly of iron and partly of clay. The kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Next verse. Now, this is going to occur in that time frame. And whereas thou saw iron mixed with miry clay, okay, so we know we're talking about this time period, this exact time period we're living in and moving into, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Well, hold on, what's they? What else could it be? Dogs? Cats? Refrigerators? They. It's something that's not human. Because it clearly defines what human is in the second part of the verse. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. The seed of men. What are they constantly obsessed with on the ships? The reproductive aspects of both male and female. What did Dr. Brower just talk about there regarding, you know, this? There's always this emphasis on the reproductive parts and, and on them using humankind to either advance their own longevity or, or, or to combine their DNA with ours. 
what are all the studies I've done, the recent studies I've done on the concept of the hybrids and the hubrids and how they're being introduced into our society and how there's sleeper cells all over and we're not even aware of it. And these things are being trained to interact. They're being put here as a fifth column force ahead of time so that when all these announcements are made, you might find your next door neighbor was one of these things. I'm not saying it's a gray alien, but I'm saying it could be what they call a hybrid, which literally looks identical to a human. Now, hybrids, they're not quite, they look off. But hybrids, which is basically like one quarter alien, three-fourths human, you, you won't even be able to tell the difference. Now, again, go back to my last mega-study teaching. I got into that in depth, that whole subject. There was a whole, whole book written about it. I played audio clips from the book. The whole nine yards. This is a vast subject. Uh, but it can be, I mean, to me, just everything, every time I do another part to another study on the subject, it just gets clearer and clearer and just more confirmatory of what we're looking at. Whereas thou saw iron mixed with clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another. So they're going to try really hard to mingle themselves and their DNA with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave, meaning they shall not aptly fit. Not saying it's not going to happen at all, but it's not going to be like it was before in Noah's day, when the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Ugh, Mangani, me Tarzan, you Jane, you come down, you be my wife. We have giant babies. Well, then it was really straightforward. Then they took over the whole world. I mean, it wasn't, there was no snafus there at all. There was no, like, it seemed like there was just unchecked. That's why God had to start over. Today, though, not so much. Not so much. But they shall not cleave one another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. See, you can't combine iron and clay. And iron and clay is, is not only an example of the, of the kingdom the ten, the, the ten toes, the, the, the ten kingdoms under Antichrist and false prophet during the tribulation period, but it's also used as an example here of, of iron doesn't mix with clay. So they're having all these DNA issues. And, and that's what Dr. Burrow was just saying. And the aliens even admit this. So, and then it, how do we know that we're in that time frame? Well, number one, the Bible's very clear. And then the next verse says, as and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and these are the ten toes and it shall stand forever. So that's when we get into the thousand year millennial reign of Christ. It's simple. It's not that complicated. Um, but that's, where, that's what we're looking at here. So um, let's go back. Now, guys, if this sounds as crazy to me as it does to you guys, because it, it does sound crazy to me, I recommend you read Dr. Fred Bell's work. I also recommend that you read The Day After Roswell, and also I recommend that you read the book The Money Mafia by Hell You Ride, and all of these pieces of this puzzle will start coming back together again. Uh, in 1973, uh, you know, astronomers discovered large objects in space moving towards Earth, Firstly, the asteroids. Later, they produced they thought to be spaceships, according to Brebel. And then Project Sigma intercepted the alien radio communication. Several ships reached the Earth and assumed high equatorial orbit. Their actual intent was unknown. Project Sigma and a new project, 
Plato through radio communication using the binary bi computer binary <coughs> language was able to arrange a landing which resulted in a face-to-face -face contact with these beings from another planet. I guess what happened, and I think, you know, Fred, the, the guy who wrote the, uh, uh, the Fourth Reich, oh gosh, Jim, what's it, Jim Mars, he said pretty much when we started blowing these nuclear weapons up in the ionosphere, we started, you know, we started, you know, signaling to other nations and other worlds and other everything else that what we were doing was relatively dangerous as far as in this energetic matrix that we live in. So he said they kind of like basically threw a big out, big thing out there like, you know, come check us out, which apparently they did and they have. So I don't, again, I, I don't, I'm not buying into that either. It, it, well, so we, 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 we set up some red flag the devils didn't know about. Now they're coming to check us out to keep us in line. That may be their excuse, but I, I don't buy into the whole... Well, yeah, they saw some Zeta Reticuli, and they're coming to really, you know, straighten us out, check us out, and keep everything. And that's the actual thing that they're going to tell us. That they came from billions of years away. And that, you know, have you, you have the one extreme of the videos that I just showed you where they're like, no, nothing is capable of interstellar space travel because of space dust. Okay, I don't buy that either. Let's have some kind of happy medium here. The the most likely the line that we're going to be fed is we come we came from Zeta Reticuli or some other Orion or some other galaxy, and you're actually our little space project that we created millions of years ago. But you're really way out of line, and you're bad boys, and you need to be set back in line. And we've here to we're here to take you from the next rung of the evolutionary process to where you shall be as gods, which is the same lie that was told in the same temptation that was told to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Okay, so I, I'm i trying to have more, a little more balance on that whole thing. I don't know, but of course the, the aliens, according to their, their treaty with the government with MG-12, was supposed to provide a list of all human contactees and abductions on a scheduled regularly event. And of course that ended up not working out real well for us. And by 1955. Now that's the Grenada Treaty that they're in reference to. We we agreed in this treaty again. Key in Grenada, keyword search box, contendingfortruth.com. I used to post all these teachings in my PDFs, but I mean they're there. You can just go research them. It's just it's hard enough for me to get a teaching up anymore at all, just because of the massive ministry constraints I have. And I do praise God for your prayers and for your donations, and we're very very thankful for them. Um, but it's just it's hard for me to to constantly repost um my old teachings there the 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 searching now on the website is so much better than it used to be it, it, you can actually find way more than i can even provide just with one a one keyword search it'll sometimes it'll give you 40 results where that word's been mentioned or it's in the table of contents so um grenada treaty we agreed to um i believe it was eisenhower we agreed to exchange a limited percentage of our human population for abduction and experimentation in exchange for their demonic goodies, the technology. Because most people in government and even in the UFO movement and the New, New Age movement will, will sell their soul in order to get the goodies. That's what I've seen on these guys that supposedly want disclosure so bad. You, you see why they want disclosure well, they're going to give us free energy and they're going to cure cancer and we're going to be flying around in space cars and we're not going to have to work and we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure there's no, there's no demonic um, snag to any of that. They're, they're, just, they're just going to be 
they're just going to give it all and they're not going to expect a thing in return. Huh. No. Wrong. So, let's go forward. It became obvious that the aliens had deceived Eisenhower and broken the treaty because mutilated humans and animals were found all across the USA. The last mutilated humans that Fred Bell knew about... That's animal mutilation, too, when you see that. I mean, you'll have a cow carcass that, like... And I'm, I'm sorry, but this is normally what happens. The anus has been cored out with, like, laser-like precision. Certain body parts are removed. Um, the sexual organs are cored out. A lot of cauterization, skinning alive of the cow. And though literally the cow's gone missing for like a, a week or a day or whatever, it's found in the same field where it wasn't before, and flies won't even touch it. Maggots or flies won't even touch it. They've done something to the body where it's like, no, nope, we're good. And it's pretty bad if a maggot or a fly won't touch you. Considering Beelzebub is the lord of the flies. So, yeah. So that's that's also the the whole part of that whole treaty, I believe, that obviously because they're liars from the pit of hell and they're basically Satan's emissaries that they never honored. And, and this is why you have so many more people being abducted than, than our government, our wicked government ever agreed to. Who in the H-E-L-L is Eisenhower to go and say, yeah, you could abduct a certain percentage of our population for, for experimentation? Um... And as long as we get the goodies and the technology, how about we start with you, President Eisenhower, and your wife and your family and your extended family. They go first, okay? And then we're going to go from the vice president down into the Senate, into the Congress. Then, once we get through all of them, then maybe a limit. No, I'm just kidding about that. But I'm just saying, I mean, isn't that the way it should have been? Who, what right did he have to do this? Since nine, we let animals continue to be discovered today. We believe the aliens were not submitting a complete list of human contacts and abductees, and that all the abductees had not been returned. They were they were they, they basically were using witchcraft, science, the magic, the occult, and all kinds of secret societies, according to this research, to confuse us and make us basically follow them and make them believe that they were the gods, etc. This is all according to Bell's research. So it goes on, but you guys can read his stuff. But, you know, it just gets to the point where you start getting into a crazy thing in which the Joshua group was then put together. And they basically called the, they called the Jason Scholars, not the Joshua, but the Jason Scholars. They were secret, by secret executive order of Eisenhower, according to Fred Bell. And he said that basically they wanted to find what would happen in, in the, on, on the planet if we had a nuclear holocaust. And the prophecy predicted and made recommendations. Now, listen to this, guys. It ties right together what they're doing. The Jason side made three recommendations called Alternatives 1, 2, and 3. Alternative one was to use nuclear devices to blast holes in the stratosphere to allow excess heat and pollution from the nuclear holocaust to escape into space. <coughs> Along with that, we would change human cultures from that of exploitation into environmental protection. Number two, second thing that Jason scholars told us to do was to build a vast network of underground cities, which Dave and I do not have tickets to get into. Alternative three was to exploit the alien and conventional technology in order to establish colonies in outer space. And all three alternatives include massive amounts of birth control, sterilization, and introduction of the deadly microbes to control and slow the growth of the Earth's population, including AIDS and Ebola, GMO foods, fluoride, immunizations, nagalase, and all of the things that we talk about on an ongoing basis. It was all about, basically, reducing the population of the planet. So God...
So there you have it. I mean, so so confirmatory to what I've talked about. Nagalase is one of the uh, ingredients they use in, in vaccines. That's horrific. So again, just a nice little uh, audio clip there that ties in a lot of what we've we've talked about. Okay, so continuing on, uh, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous study, but I, this is the first time I've actually, I believe, read the um, read this account. It's from a listener of mine named Deborah in uh, Australia. This is March 29th, 2017. She sent this to me, and that was between the last mega study I've done and this one. And so, like I said, I've always got like all the study kind of locked, all this information locked and loaded. And um, listener update possible hybrid sighting in, in Australia. Um, hi, Dr. Johnson. I wanted to let you know about a strange sighting my, my husband and I had last month at a shopping center in Townsville, Australia. As we were walking in, there was a group of people coming out our way to walk out. It was a normal three guys, but with two very weird looking women. The two women looked very much like each other, other, except that one was blonde and one was brunette. They were all well over six feet tall. They were incredibly skinny, too skinny to be normal. Their body proportions were not right at all, as their legs and their arms were way too long for their bodies. Their skin was extremely pale and looked like rubber. They also had a strange gait to their walk. The guys were normal, average-looking men, and these two women towered over them. The three men seemed to be very comfortable being with them. As soon as they passed by, my husband and I turned to look at him, and he immediately said he thought those were hybrids. I looked around to see if anyone else was looking at them and showing any signs of noticing their obvious strangeness, but no one else was looking at them which I found quite weird, as it seemed only my husband and I noticed their obvious disproportionate body proportions and skin. I was wondering if you have any knowledge of a medical condition which would cause a human to, to look like this, or if you've ever seen or heard yourself uh, sightings of beings that look like this, what, what, they, um, what they might be. It's too bad we saw them so quickly and had no time to react before they went by us. We would have rebuked them, or I would have rebuked them silently in Jesus' name to see if they shape-shifted. Or reacted in some way. My husband also has been seen and has been attacked by demons a lot more lately, I believe, since then. So my comment was, no, I personally don't know of any medical diagnosis that would cause those conditions to that extreme. I mean, there is a condition called Marfan syndrome where a lot of basketball players that are good get it. And they it's the reason they look like basketball players. They're tall and kind of gangly and it's a, it's a heart condition. They usually just... I don't mean to be callous, but they dropped out of a heart attack, typically in their teens into their early 20s as a result of it. Um, not all basketball players have it, obviously, but some some do. Um, but not not all this disproportion that she's describing. These these, In other words, whatever they saw, they didn't look human. Okay, They looked human-like, but not human. Okay, According to the aliens that... Aliens Walk Among Us hybridization program, one, um, 1,100 documented abduction cases by Dr. David Jacobs. Now, that was the audiobook that I played from in the last mega study. That was part of the last mega study. Okay. According to him, you were right on. I played a whole bunch of clips from his audiobook in the last alien study. Did they look like this girl here? And 
Actually, I posted a... Actually, let me see what I posted. Oh, okay. Okay, and this is Dr. Jacobs, who's a PhD, how ET hybrids are violent to abductees. And it's showing, like, this girl, and it's at the 218 mark in this video. You can see it. Really big eyes. I mean, she looks like... This would remind me more of... I don't know if she'd be a hybrid or a hybrid. Remember, hybrid would be one quarter alien, supposed alien, and three-fourths human. So they can pass in society. But when you see somebody walking like this, that's clearly not... Something's way off. Okay, there's a lot of features that are way, way off. Okay, now that's a hybrid. That means they're half and half. And they can't just pull off without a lot of mind control walking through public places. And I got into that in, 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 that, in the study that I had cited before. Um, anyway, true hybrids would be half alien, half human, and would stick out really bad in public, but they mind control the vast majority of the population so that you don't notice them. Unless you're a saved Christian who is awake to this kind of stuff. I mean, they probably can manipulate a saved Christian if, if they're not, if they have no clue about it, they're not praying about it, and it's not even on their radar. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying it might be the case. Okay, so this was probably a beta test to see how much, quote, they could get away with. The men were most likely the abductees and were their liaisons slash sexual partners on earth and or they might have been what Dr. J Jacobs cited above as called hubrids, the men, which are about one quarter alien three, and I'm just using that loosely, a loose term, okay? A one quarter devil, whatever you want to call it, three quarters human so that they can look normal. Hubrids are usually handlers of the human abductees and liaisons for... Um, hybrids and just straight out like grays and tall grays maybe this was a byproduct of a tall gray who are normally um the ones that are over the small grays the tall grays are like the i don't know they're commanders type of deal there's normally not as many of them but since they were really tall and gangly in this you know i don't know who, who knows but um she responded back and um, I'm going to read you what she said, and then I'm going to give you my highlighted answers as we go in this particular one. So she said, yes, they did remind me of that girl. And it was the girl. You can't see the picture, but I give you a link to look at, um, look at her if you want to see that. Yes, they did remind me of that girl, but they looked even more like an adult version of the hybrid child photo I attached here. So she's attaching a photo of a of a little girl that even looks more so like a a hybrid child. Um, you can see that I posted it right here. What also convinced us, and again, this is the PDF for ten nine two thousand seventeen alien mega study part. I don't know. This is gonna be like part four. Okay. So uh, let's see here. What also convinced us that they weren't human was that if it had been just one, maybe we could attribute it to some sort of abnormality and genetic defect, but there were two and looked almost identical to each other other than their hair color. My response, yes, they were probably clones from the same paternal and maternal sources, so they looked the same. Another thing we found odd was that, as I told you, we were the only ones looking in the crowd um, 
crowded shopping center who seemed to notice them as I immediately started looking at everyone else to see if anyone else had noticed them, and no one else appeared to have even done so. To say, to say the truth, when I saw that no one else around had noticed them, I thought maybe it was my imagination just seeing two very tall, anorexic, pale, gangly women walking as more distorted than they really were. My comment, yes, this shows the level of mind control they possess even in public places. Two of them would have been able to, mul to multiply their mind control efforts. And if they were from a tall gray, that's going to even more so because they're much more powerful than small grays. Okay, From my research, that's what I can tell you. So, yeah, I think this is just basically beta testing. This is just beta testing is what we're looking at here. Going back to her comments. But right then I looked at my husband who also looked at me at that moment, and when I expressed to him that those women look freaky, he immediately told me that he thought they were hybrids. So in other words, she wasn't trying to plant thoughts in his head. He came out and said that as she was thinking it. I was very relieved to find that he noticed it too, and I asked him what exactly he saw. He gave me the exact description I gave you of them, so then I knew for sure it wasn't my imagination. Thanks for explaining why apparently no one else noticed them. And again, I got into that clip from Dr. Jacobs, how they will go into public and literally mass mind control everybody they're coming in contact with. The one, the one of them that and it was probably, I think it was a Hubert, he would go into like any store. He had no money. But any store he went into, he would just take whatever he wanted and literally smile at the cashier as he walked out the door with a bag full of things and she'd smile and wave back and he'd walk right at the door and nobody ever called the cops because he literally was mind controlling everyone around him. Going forward here, uh, let's see. I was very relieved to find out he noticed it too. I asked him what he saw. He gave me the exact description I gave you of them. So I knew for sure it wasn't my imagination. Thanks for explaining why apparently no one else noticed them. As I told you before, my husband has been having a lot of nightly demonic encounters lately. And I just made the connection that this also started about a month ago after that sighting. My comment, yes, they know that you saw them, so they are targeting you. Um, and... We, Taylor had another experience. I, I'm not even going to get into it. She didn't really want me to say anything, but she had another experience, I don't know, a month ago, where it was very similar, where she clearly saw basically one of these entities. Uh, in this particular case, it was a little girl with reptilian eyes that literally came right by her in a park, and the girl knew that Taylor had saw her and was very, very, very mad about it and it's almost like her parents were there and they were like it was almost like they were her handlers but she was the one in control and walked right by the park bench that taylor was at and gave her the nastiest most demonic look and i think she growled full slits top to bottom taylor could see her nobody else even noticed her because taylor was with two friends they didn't even notice her so I'm just telling you that this kind of stuff happens and they have a very high ability to mind control depending on the, on the, on the person. Okay, so um, they do not like being identified at all. Anyway, there was even more that happened after that. And I'll, 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 I'll just say this, that it was apparent that they 
whoever they are, knew that they had been seen and they don't like it. And they will retaliate. They'll try to at least. And then I said, this is why Psalm 64, and I mean, I'm partial to this psalm. I'm not saying there's not other imprecatory prayers. I've done whole teachings on this. But just key in Psalm, you find it. Psalm 64, imprecatory prayers. Very important. But it's very important to pray this over your family and yourself for your own protection. And also that God would judge wickedness righteously. Because whenever God judges wickedness righteously, good things always happen. You know, and put on the full armor of God every day. You know, pray every day. Start your day off prayer, you know, and, and putting on the full armor of God and praying Psalm 64 and reading the Bible and praying and communing with the Lord and start off the day in that particular way and, and um, you're just going to be in a much better position to literally face the day and to face whatever evil may come your way. Hey, that rhymed. Anyway, uh, going forward here, then she says, I was wondering if I, could, if I could have anything to do with it. I was actually the first of us who began having demonic encounters shortly after becoming saved eight years ago. I also used to have a lot more experiences and attacks than he did. However, lately, he's been able to feel and see demons which he always commands in Jesus' name to go into the abyss. Many times right now in front of me, and I haven't had the ability to see them or even feel the presence for quite some time now. I was wondering if I had to, if this had to do because my husband had a lot more faith. My, my comment, well, if they feel he is the bigger threat to both of you, they may be targeting him more. Also, the Bible says the husband is the head of the wife. Okay, so... From a hierarchical standpoint, and especially in this particular case because they both saw him, they may have to go through the husband to get to the wife. That was another thing I didn't really bring up here. To a certain extent. I'm not saying that's always, always the case. It depends if you've got open doors. It depends if you initiated contact. Uh, you know, a lot of it would depend on your spiritual standing with God. Like if the husband wasn't saved, what about that case? You know, so there's a lot of other factors that could be figured in here, but it's one thing too. And then I say, I really think in the end, these things, I think in the end, when these things are literally engaged, it will be primarily men doing this. And I mean, literally, I mean, face to face, which is the day I'm praying for. I mean, in the Bible, the men went out to war and, in, in the promised land, the men fought the giants. Okay. I, I just, there's no Bible for legions of women going out to war, literally fighting like you have on Hollywood everywhere you turn. Xena, warrior, princess, and every woman they portray, like in any of these shows where there's any kind of, um, I don't know, violent element, usually one woman can typically kick the butts of about 20 guys. You know, and they'll go a woman will go some, and she'll literally annihilate like 20 or 30 guys and they won't be able to do anything that's that's how men are portrayed especially white men i mean it's so bad now with this demonization of white men and white people in general it's almost laughable i mean like i said i don't have a tv but what what i see on like the internet like on stuff if there's commercials that are playing i mean the other night, I was literally just watching commercial after commercial after commercial of them portraying white men as total moronic, spineless idiots. And just, I mean, 
we're talking the IQ of a box of rocks. And, and I mean, I'm sorry, but it was always, if anybody was portrayed intelligently in those circumstances, it was always a black man ruling over a white guy. Always. Always. And the white women were any times were portrayed as stupid, but not as much. It was really the white men. Hispanics were never portrayed as stupid. The blacks were never, ever portrayed as stupid. Hardly ever. It was just white men. And it's over and over and over. And it is not my imagination. It is a very, very important tenet of Hollywood, among many other tenets of shoving the homosexual agenda down your throat, the sexualization of children, portraying white men as stupid, idiot dolts that don't have a brain in their head. Also, also portraying white men as always the most evil one in any plot line of any particular movie. Either they're the stupidest or the most evil. Or the most loathsome. They're, they're usually always portrayed as the pedophiles as well. And, and everything you would hate in humanity. Always portrayed as the religious zealots that that are, are like supposedly Christians, but they're really super, like, have their own cult, misguided. Always white guys. So, it's very, it must be, all I can say is that if I was black telling you this, or Hispanic, all I could really say is it must be very important for Satan to demonize the white race and to destroy it because it does seem that the white race is being targeted and that is not my imagination why do you think they're bringing all the muslims into into europe and into america and why do you think they're being told yeah go there get your blue blue-eyed white skin blonde hair white women and, and breed them out of existence that's what they're being told that's what they said they're going to do now am i to feel guilty because i'm looking at all of these different agendas playing out and am I just supposed to sit back as a white person and have no righteous indignation about it? I mean, even a black person looking at this could feel anger over the fact that, you know, I got a lot of, like, white friends that I like and we're good buddies and stuff. And why are they trying to do this to the white race? Or a Hispanic could feel that way. I would feel sympathy toward any race that this was happening to. I've defended many different things on many different racial things, like the Tuskegee airmen um with with the blacks and all the, the experimentation they've done to the blacks and how they target the blacks with the abortion clinics in the inner cities and how blacks abort over 50 percent of their babies and how that's a big coordinated plan and how they're tar i've went over all that so i don't feel like i'm being like um some type of racist saying this i'm just pointing out facts that are being ramrodded down our throats virtually everywhere you turn so anyway, um, going forward here, this, um, okay, regarding the men going out to war, this is a warrior mindset that is intrinsic in many men, but less and less with all the ways men are being feminized, all of this by design. I've gotten into that over and over, all the unbelievable feminization of men and the masculinization of women, how they're portrayed as these warriors and and they're going to stomp men, in, particularly white men, into out of existence and how they rule over the men and i mean even in the commercials too one of the main things is the women always wearing the pants always making all the main decisions and the little white guy just sitting there like a little worm like just going along with whatever he's told him the societal norms what they're trying to do is everything that hollywood's trying to shove down our throat is the exact opposite of of what you know they should be portraying meaning from a biblical standpoint Everything is as unbiblical as possible is the point I'm trying to make. So, yeah, it, it, it does make me righteous and indignant when I see this. 
you know and and if i was chinese looking at this it would still make me righteous and indignant if i was a righteous person because i can't stand to see injustice and i don't care if it's being done to blacks hispanics chinese injustice is injustice and wrong is wrong so that i said i mean i am praying for the day i can literally engage these things just chomping at the bit for years that's that's me though i'm not saying everybody feels that way i would just you know i've told all these witches and warlocks and all these people that have threatened me i'm you know and i'm sure they have brought it but only god knows what happened to them i mean i don't think it turned out well not according to the no, it's not me though it's not me it's god's angels it's the holy spirit it's the blood of jesus christ it, you know it's the full armor of god it's it's jesus christ that's who they end up dealing with so it's not that i'm all big and bad but any of us as christians can appropriate that you know we have we, in other words we have access to the same weapons of warfare which the bible says are not carnal and particularly when you're dealing with things like aliens or cryptozoological creatures now i'm not saying these things can't be killed either but i don't think that's the primary way god would have a born-again christian deal with these entities i i just in and i know that you could say well you're crazy you should just shoot them or whatever <laughs> tell me all of the success stories you've seen of people shooting cryptozoological creatures like bigfoot and werewolves and things of this nature there's literally thousands and thousands of accounts of people up there particularly hunters um, all the time where they come out with another testimonial, another testimonial. And you're telling me they're all making this stuff up? Come on. I just listened to another one the other day about a, a guy with um, a Bigfoot or whatever. I mean, it's, there's thousands of these things up there. They're not all lying. These people are so credible most of the time when they go up there. They give such details. I mean, it's it's burned into their memory banks, too, because it was such a scary thing for them so i don't know i think i think we see through a glass darkly but then face to face like the bible says i think it's going to become clear and clear how god wants us to literally engage these things in the end times because i'm not i'm just not one of those people that is ever going to say well we're just going to all die and we're all going to be beheaded and 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 we're just going to all be wiped off and Satan's going to kill us all i'm sorry i don't i don't you know god always preserves a remnant but you have to have the faith to believe. I mean, why? if that's the case, why did Jesus say then, pray that you be counted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man? Okay? So, there is an escape, in other words. There is, can God hide you? Yeah. Can God protect you? Can God make you invisible? I mean, isn't that the first thing you ask in Psalm 64? Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked? So, I would say this for anybody. Anybody who's having a lot of demonic issues. Oh, I'm, I'm getting attacked by the devil. I'm doing this. Pray Psalm 64. Listen to my teaching on that. Get as much sin out of your life as you can. Draw as close to God as you can. And then if you really want to supercharge it, fast. And you may say, well, I can't do it. My, my blood sh Okay, well, then do intermittent fasting. Do like at least one meal. Or do intermittent fasting where you eat one meal at night. Like in the evening. Okay, a lot of people do that. Not only is it um, really an unbelievable way to supercharge your prayers, but it's one of the best things you can do for your body. And they, they've done one of the main things about longevity and health and detoxification and hormonal release 
is when you fast. It is just unbelievable. And fat burning, too. It will your your hormonal cascades will start to change. I've been following this one guy, he's been doing it for over a month now. Intermittent fasting, he eats one day in the evening. And he's he's lost like my word, 50, 60 pounds or something. A lot of weight. And he's actually gained muscle eating one meal a day. Be- why? Because the hormonal cascades in the body are being shifted. And the hormones are what really determine muscle mass and fat storage. To a good amount, to a good extent. And it also allows your body to detox. And, and the liver is the site where hormones are processed. And if the liver's all gummed up, it can't process the hormones. And then your hormones get all out of whack. But when you fast for like 24 hours and then go another 24 hours, obviously you're going to be eating so maybe 23 and a half hours or whatever in that particular intermittent fasting way. you know. And then whatever you're trying to dedicate the fast toward, dedicate it toward that. So you're getting dual benefit. Um. Actually, it's way more dual. There's all so many different things. So these are just things you can do to um, engage the enemy, to protect yourself, uh, to help you. All right, let's go further here. Um, She says, I'm a very naturally fearful person. Honestly, I don't have as much faith as him. Or as I should have, and lately I've become more fearful in general as all of this wickedness and demonic activity progresses so greatly. Listen, it's kind of normal for women to have more fear than men regarding this stuff. I'm sorry, but it just is. I know that doesn't line up with the Xena warrior princess model that's being shoved down our throats constantly. But like I said, women I do not believe are literally called to engage cryptozoological creatures like Bigfoot, werewolf, aliens, whatever you want to call them. Unless they have to, unless they're put in that position. Taylor's been put in that position way more than me, but she hates it. You know, a lot of this stuff does scare her. She hates it. I am the exact opposite of the spectrum, but I'm a way harder target as a result of that. So they've been more reluctant about doing this face-to-face with me because I've always went out and sought it. Whereas a lot of times other people do not in there for, but God does it ultimately to increase your faith. Because when you start to overcome these things, you, you blows your faith up, man. Your, your faith gets a lot greater as a result of it. And that's a good thing because the Bible says, above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So the bigger your shield of faith is, And faith only grows through exercising the faith. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it doesn't grow. And it can atrophy. Because a muscle that's not exercised can atrophy. So you might have even had one time in your life where you went through a lot of trials or maybe had to overcome a lot of wickedness and giants or whatever in your life. And your faith grew. But then maybe you had a time in your life after that that you weren't exercising faith and the faith started to actually get less. So it is something that needs to be exercised. And the Bible also says that God has a portion to everyone, a measure of faith. So not everybody has the same amount of faith from a natural gifting standpoint from God. But the Bible also says that if you lack faith, ask God who will not abrade you and he will give to you. So, but you have to ask it in faith. Ask faith for more, ask God for more faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if your faith is lacking, read the word of God more. Read the King James Bible more. Don't read an NIV Bible or these other false versions. Read the King James. Okay? 
faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, I believe. Okay, so, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it's a prerequisite. It's a prerequisite to get saved. If we don't have faith, how are we going to have faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid, paid our sin debt, was buried, you know, resurrected on the third day? You know, how are we going to believe any of that without faith? It's, it's like so incredibly important. It's non-negotiable regarding our walk with God. If you have no faith, then you're not saved, in other words. And if you have no faith, how can he protect you? So, um, she said, I was wondering if it's this fear and lack of faith which is keeping me from being able to exercise everything that my husband is experiencing. Well, I, hopefully I kind of gave the, the answer there because, again, I don't think that we're... And, that we're and, and here's another thing. We're the body of Christ. Can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need of you? That's probably not your main calling is to literally maybe engage evil, like more of a man's calling would be. This is why it's so important for the devil to feminize the men, and especially the Bible-believing Christians, so that they're just operating in this wormy little spineless mode where they will never exercise faith and never want to engage evil and just be totally afraid of being politically correct. You know, that's why it's so important for Satan. So, the finger has a different function than the eye, okay? Just like this particular lady, Deborah, has a different function than her husband in the body of Christ. So, you know, I don't think everybody's called to literally engage these things and to literally experience these things. And um, I think a lot of it would have to do with being a male or a female. Just because... You look at the Bible, there's, you know, obviously gigantic difference between the two, but they're very complementary one toward another in a biblical way. So, um, I told her, I said, I would again defer to the answer I just gave above. See the attachments for many more things you can do to arm yourself. And that's just the teachings I have on, oh, uh, the file I have on um, dealing with demonic entities. Uh, if you want that, just email me, I'll send it to you. It, it goes over. A lot of different things you can do. Playing the King James Bible in your house 24-7. In some part of the house. 24-7 on a continuous loop. It's hard to find decent CD players anymore that'll do it. Um, but like the ones that are like the sport models. Or the work models. I got one that's been playing down there for mm, probably a good year now. They're not, it wasn't too expensive. It was maybe 50 bucks. But um, I really am a big believer in that. The Bible says the word will not return void. That thing plays Revelation in our downstairs 24-7. I got Bibles all over this house. I literally believe the word of God is the sword of the spirit. I got Bibles in every corner, both above and below. Two, two stories, above, below. I got Bibles everywhere. I really literally believe it's a sword. I literally believe I can go out if I've got... 50 black-eyed kids out in the front yard and all i need is my bible i don't need a gun i don't need a knife if i gotta rely on a gun and a knife to deal with some type of creature like that whether it's whatever then i'm going to lose because my faith is in the knife or my faith is in the gun that's me that's me but all i plan on taking is is, is a bible that's it you know and i you know what i know i'm gonna win I know it. It's not even a question. And you know what? You have the same capability too. If you're called to it. You know? If you're called to it, you do. 
you're no better i'm no better than you and in um but i just might have a little more uh, faith in that particular area but i've also exercised my faith a lot in that area and that's a big reason i i do feel the way i do because i have seen god get the victory and again going back to my teaching on the supernatural would explain a lot to you on that end um okay let's stop there i'm way over time on this one and we will go to part i guess it's gonna be part five now remember the i started the mega study a month ago so that was parts one and two this is three four and then the next one will be five so we'll go from there